listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Make sure that they are delicious for us yeah. um, to cook the money yeah. and have an interesting show. Absolutely. And she lands the plane perfectly all yeah, the time. Sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping she looks very busy and frantic yeah. uh, trying to stabilize the sound, which I think she'll get it through mm. uh, within a few seconds. Reggie, explain your red jacket. Uh, what happened? You were in red. Yeah, you know, red is for fire. Yeah. And then I'm sure a lot of people know that when the weather is like this, yeah. if there's anything that we, um, w- if, if uh, the space, you you actually want to find yourself um, in fire, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, if you were to be given an opportunity to either stay in water or in fire, in the current times, yeah. definitely fire would be overpopulated. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, I was wondering. I thought I was in trouble with you for some sure. reason or another. You know, whenever sure. you go to a meeting, yeah. Um, if it's going to be an aggressive meeting where yeah. you're trying people to intimidate people, yeah. yeah, you'll be wearing red. Sure. And uh, yeah, so already yeah, that I mean gives it's, you the it's, advantage. It's usually associated with danger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, where you see red, it means, hey, I, uh, even when you're driving um, um, next to traffic uh, traffic lights, the yeah. moment it says red, it means, yeah. hey, you know, there could be trouble. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Uh, I'm told uh, sky blue uh, mm. color for sure. a gentleman if you are presenting to to someone you are pitching or you basically want to buy trust from them it Mm. helps you to be wearing light blue uh color it could be a shirt or anything like that so the contrast between red and sky blue is just something else so yeah yeah, that's just information that Mm. we're giving to our listeners for free sure sure and and i mean remember uh, i think our last show that we had we were also we we were actually talking about such yeah. Um, discussing um, your presentation, you Absolutely. know, where you are going, how you dress up, yep. um, you are already setting an impression to yep. say, um, this is Reggie, and yep. then this is what you can expect. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Let me welcome our listeners. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Good Money Show. My name is Joan Ketani, mm. and of course, I'm not flying solo. Today, I'm, s- I'm flying with Reggie, who's yeah. my co-host, and sure. of course, we've got Deborah who is producing uh, the show. Good evening. Welcome. Yes, and welcome to our listeners. Um, You know we are always excited to be here and looking forward to learning from you and you learn from us. And definitely we always have our Banzella which is um, um, our, our guest, our Absolutely. awesome guest who, Absolutely. who always come fired up, um, always when they come to studio. It's yeah. as if they are actually part, you know, of the family. Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, as usual, by the time they leave, we adopt them. Absolutely. To be a part of a, a permanent family. Absolutely. Know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a, a guest. Uh, her name is Salem. Uh, Salem Nyati. Uh, Madam, are you out there? I am very much out here. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Just wanted to, to test that one out. Guys, um, we are going to benefit today. Sure. We've got Salem Nyati. She's from mm. the Debt Emancipation Movement. Sure. We are going to speak all matters related to money, mm. as, of course, we are the Good Money Show. Sure. And we're going to touch on debt and many other things. So sit back, enjoy yourself. You are going to be empowered uh, today. Have you got a good day, madam? I did. Let me greet you. Let me greet Reggie. Um, Let me greet the listeners as well. Um, It's so good to be on the show. I hope everyone is safe and warm. And warm, of course. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, Reggie, you can say the disclaimer. A a, a quick disclaimer that um, Mr. Joy and I, we work for a financial institution. then the views that are shared in the studio, they do not necessarily represent of those of our employer. They are solely ours, but as usual, um, we make sure that we share views and opinions that will Absolutely. improve your relationship with money Absolutely. Know, to the next level. Absolutely. I want to emphasize that we do not give advice on mm-hmm. this show, yes. but of course we give you information, we give you facts as well, but at the end of the day, you will be empowered um, after this show. And we highly recommend money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think uh, Salem also recommends money. You do? Salem, highly. do you recommend money? <laughs> 
she highly. Highly. Oh, highly. Highly. It's an immune booster. It's yeah. an immune booster. That's a new one. That's a, I love that one, eh? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. An yeah. immune booster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, Salem, we we're going to speak about um a lot of things today, but one of them yeah. would be debt. Um we realize where the country is at. We are seeing interest rates rising like crazy. Um, I remember some time ago before Reggie was born, I think I was in high school, there was a time <laughs> when interest <laughs> rates were about 21% or something. Pensioners were very happy, but people that were paying bonds and cars and things were not very excited about that. Mm. I don't know if we're going to that space or not, but um, yeah, let's, let's get it on to, to, to chat. Yeah. So we're getting interest rates rising and I think it may mm. be making people uncomfortable. I just want to say that this show caters for nearly everybody. Mm. We cater for people that are in high school, uh, late years of high school that are looking to go to varsity, varsity students, people that are already working, people in their 40s that have settled and of course we speak to people that are um, nearing re retirement. So we try and be as relevant as possible to, to everyone. Salem, um, there's a lot of talk around credit bureaus around this time, especially when interest rates rise like they are doing. And mm. of course, we growing up, I've always known of a credit bureau and the only name I knew mm. was ITC. ITC, yeah. Yes. yes. What, what is a credit bureau? So a credit bureau, firstly, is not the big bad roof that everybody thinks it is. We all thought it was. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's merely a hub that mm. keeps um, information that is related to credit. That is why it's called the credit bureau. Mm -hmm. And so just to give you sort of an example, you know, when you go and apply, let's say you're applying for your first um credit, let's mm. say it's a credit card or a personal loan or a car or a home, whatever the case may be. That application that you complete yeah. with your details mm -hmm. is then taken and put into the central hub mm. or this database called um, the Credit Bureau, yeah. where they apply so many, I'm going to say intelligence, um, to sort of make sense of um, that information mm -hmm. and sort of spit out, I'm going to say, things like scores and explanations of what this information means to the person looking at it. So the person looking at the information could be yourself because they're interested in knowing what your financial um, information looks like. It can be the credit provider because mm. the credit provider um, is trying to assess whether you are a good person uh, to give something to or how much of what you're looking for can they give to you. So that's what a credit bureau is. It stores that information so that others um, can sort of see and they share the information amongst each other. Mm. Mm. Is this organization not an enemy or foe as such that whenever I'm going to apply for any credit, they are likely to make sure that I do not get that, that credit? Um, is, that, is that the right view about them? Not even um, mm. because, remember... So, so when I say that they house the information, yeah, it means that they just keep it there, yeah. And then, when credit providers go and look, they are the ones that make the decisions. Mm, okay. So it is not um, the all the credit bureau does is it packages it in a way that would make sense for whoever's looking at it. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, so your names will be there. Your surname, your ID number, your last three addresses will be there. Your, your nickname is going to be there. Your maiden name, if you have one, is going to be there. Your last phone numbers, your last employers will be there. Mm. So all that information, some credit providers are saying, I don't want to know all of that. I don't want to go through a seven-page document of a credit of a credit report mm -hmm. to make a decision. Just give me a credit score.
score, score yes. that will give me an interpretation of the health, the financial health sure. of the person. Mm. And all the credit bureau does is package this information and gives it to whoever's asking for it in the manner in which they're asking for. But the decision ultimately is that of the credit provider. The credit provider. bureau mm. merely stores the information and packages it for mm. whoever needs to look at the information. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think my question is, um, is it cr- my credit score? Is it important? Why do I care as an individual? You know, because out here people say the greatest asset you can have in the financial space is your credit score or credit profile. Why why is it like that? Let me tell you, your credit profile is your financial reputation. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. So that one is very important. It is yours. The reputation sits with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one most important reason why it's important to you. Each and every I'm going to say behavior, financial behavior. And I'll give you an example. You've got this account that you're paying. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, when you are short, you go and reverse those payments. Mm-hmm. That's behavior that's recorded. Oh, okay. It's a reputation. Every now, yes. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, um, let's say you get paid on the 25th, but round about the 19th, there is that payday loan that you take out when you go to the ATM. Mm. They offer you that loan at the ATM. You withdraw that money that the bank then sort of takes back when you get paid. That is behavior. That's financial behavior. It tells stories. Mm. It it will either say you are a person living beyond your means. Mm -hmm. It will either say you're desperate for cash. It will say you cannot manage your finances. It will say, oh, no, this person is quite good with their money. This person is not desperate. This person is is faithful. This person can be trusted because they meet their obligations each and every single month. So it's your financial reputation because it tells a story about your financial Mm -hmm. behavior and how people should move forward with you as a customer. Mm. Great, beautiful explanation. I've never had it put that way. So the credit bureau is neutral. They simply um, dispense or share information with whatever service provider you could have uh, asked for credit from. Beautiful. So you are saying it is basically your financial reputation. It's basically your behavior that you display that is going to eventually... um, uh, help the service provider to decide whether they're mm-hmm. going to give you credit uh, or not. Does it matter how much the credit is uh, that I'm applying for uh, that will be dependent on my behavior or reputation? If I want to apply for a loan of 5 million rand uh, versus mm-hmm. me applying for a loan of 20,000 20, rand, mm-hmm. does it really matter what my behavior is? It certainly does. Um, so the amount, first and foremost, um, is neither here on and there. Is neither here or there when it comes to whether or not they look at that behavior. That behavior is important, nonetheless. Mm. But there are other factors that bring about the decision. And what could the decision be? The decision could be a yes. The decision could be a no. Mm-hmm. The decision can be. Yes, but yep. it will cost you more. Mm-hmm. Do you understand okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So, 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 so what they do is, firstly, they will say, we need to see how much you earn versus how much you use. There's a saying that says, it's not how much you earn, it's how much you keep. Mm. Because that how much you keep is the ultimate that says, this mm. is actually your affordability. Mm. So they look at how much you earn, how much you keep. They look at this financial reputation of yours, your your history, basically. Mm -hmm. They combine these things 
and they come up with an answer. Should we give this person this 50,000 rand? Will we be overloading them mm. if we give them affordability now? So play about how much you earn. Or do we, we can see this person can pay off this debt, but mm -hmm. when we look at their history, mm, they skip payments regularly. Mm. They pay late regularly. And also the score is low because from time to time they reverse payments. Mm. Do we want to take on that risk as the bank, as the credit provider, as a lender? Yes, no. If it's a no, it's a decline. If it's a yes, yeah, we'll take the risk, but we'll just add more interest so that by the time this person starts showing signs of unreliability, mm. we've at least recovered our yeah. money. So, so, so credit can be expensive for you if you don't look after your finances. And credit can be quite reasonable for you if your financial behavior is a good one. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, that, does it matter really, um, the, the social standing of a person, uh, their relationship, um, whether they're married or whether they're single, or mm. yeah, whether they, they earn lots of money or little money, do any social standings of, of a person have anything to do with their, their credit uh, as such? Maybe demographics yeah, as well. Sure. Does it I matter which demographic they sure. come from? I wanted to, to, to ask that also. <laughs> I am, I'm going to try and be politically <laughs> correct here. Um, sure. I mean, one would then ask, why do they ask those questions if mm, they don't matter? Sure, true. Why do they want to know what my skin color is? Skin color is, yeah. Why do they want to know whether I live in a, a suburb or a peri-urban mm, or, or mm. whatever the case may be? Why would they want to know all that information if it is not important and if it does not count towards the bigger picture or the ultimate decision? But I mean, let's look at it this way. There are people in this world who would phone their banker and say, I need five million rands in the next two hours. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then there is the other person who would need to go and complete an application form mm. and wait 48 hours. Sure. Social standing match? I think so. And so those things, they do count. Relationships. Mm. do count. Network does count. Mm. So, they, 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 you know, the harder you work and, and the more you make it in life, the easier things become, the more accessible things become. So, yeah, there are those people who at a, you know, drop of a hat, mm -hmm. things happen and there are those who really need to be looked at really and you must go through a fine-tooth comb to really understand the risk that you are facing. So it's all about relationship. And, and when it comes to your marital status, mm -hmm. I think it's all about um, when you apply, are you in your rights to apply alone? Mm -hmm. Or are you married in such a way that you need, need consent of the spouse? the married in community of property would then mean that you can't just go and buy a house. You need the consent. You know, you guys must do it together because when things go bad, both of you are liable for that debt. And so, so the marital status would then count in, 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 in that instance. Um, so, yeah, there are reasons why those questions are asked and that information is important to be known so that they make the decisions mm. accordingly. Mm. So would you say um, they influence the decision of um, the, 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 the service provider? Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about demographic um, 
does it influence um, whether this, they would say, no, this one, five million. <laughs> <laughs> five million, Mm-mm. you know. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at it in this sense. I don't know about demographics <laughs> sure. and amount, but I do, I do know that you must be able to pay it back. Sure. Definitely, yeah. Bottom definitely line. must be able to pay it back. Yeah. And I mean, you will have been in that status where you can say, I need it in two hours and it's there in mm. two hours in your bank account because they know that you can pay it back, pay or, it back. Or, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, the ultimate, ultimate is the, the ability to, to service that credit. Yeah. So I'm a 24-year-old student, uh, recently graduated, and uh, mm-hmm. I want to obtain a loan of sorts. Do I hop uh, to each and every uh, service provider, one, two, three, and four, trying to uh, get uh, cheap credit as such in terms of interest mm-hmm. rates? Does that work in my favor? Is there a more efficient way of doing this um, or not? Is there anything wrong? Can I do that? I'm hunting, I'm bargain hunting. Can I just hop around a uh, different service provider trying to find a good interest rate for whatever loan I may be, I may be looking for? There are different types of credit mm-hmm. that you can do that for yeah. and others where it would be a red flag. Okay. Example, if you go around looking for a personal loan, mm-hmm. you apply here, you apply there, 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 you give an impression that you are desperate for mm. cash. Of course, sure. of, course of course, of course, of course. I want, I want that amount. Of course, I'm desperate yeah, for sure. it. Yes. Nobody wants, think of it in relationships as well. Yeah. Nobody wants a desperate person. Look, I need to buy something with 50,000 rands. I don't have 50,000 rands in my pocket right now. Otherwise, mm. I wouldn't be applying for a loan. So what's mm. wrong uh, about being, of course, desperate looking for it? Because I don't have it. I've got mm. to be desperate looking for it. Sure. It means that you are a person who doesn't manage their finances well to a point where you save for a rainy day mm. where you desperately okay. need money. Mm-hmm. It means you don't have an emergency fund sure. yeah. for, mm. you, for, for, for you to tap into when desperate times hit. Sure. That's what it says. Mm. So when you go around hopping around looking for a personal loan, a credit card, clothing accounts, those kinds of quick monies mm. in or, or unsecured debt. Yeah, sure. That is seen as being desperate. Being desperate Whereas, yeah. if you shop around for a home, yeah, you are given the luxury of looking for the best interest. Interest. Mm-hmm. In fact, the way they tally up all those inquiries. Yeah. They bundle them up and see them as one inquiry, mm. yeah. even if you've gone to five different places. So, Whereas if you've done that with a personal loan or a credit card, mm. they sit and think, huh, mm. what mm. if mm. creditor A gives them, so let's say you're looking for 15,000 rand. Creditor A gives them 15, sure. creditor B gives them 15, yeah. C and D, all of them give them Give this person 15K. Mm. This person is going to sit with 60,000 rand. 60, Already this person is over-indebted. Mm. And that's mm. why they hang on. Some will decline because when they look at the credit report, they can see, okay, two days ago they went to creditor number three and number two. Mm. Let me decline it just in case they get approved. Sure. And I also approve them, mm, and mm. this person now becomes a problem mm. for all of us. Mm, mm. I think I think what I liked, uh, Mr. Joe, is um, the the issue of planning. Yeah. You know, um, I I don't think in finances, um, if if we really look at it, there is an unforeseen circumstance. Yeah, you're talking about death. Mm-hmm. Um, we have funeral 
plans that yeah. are there to yeah. cover for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about saving for rainy days. Mm-hmm. There is a fa- uh, there is a, a saving vehicle that a financial institution can make available can for that. Yeah. You know, you're talking about your car getting involved in an accident. We have insurance, uh, insurance for that. Mm. Your home content and all of that. So it actually makes sense and 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 in with her explaining it yeah. i then got to see that there's not really a rainy day yeah yeah, yeah so something baffles me here sure. salem i'm looking for yeah. 20000 rands and i'm seen to be desperate okay and i'm declining the loan mm-hmm. and then yeah. i'm looking for um, a house that costs 3 million rand then I've got the latitude to 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 hop around and uh, to to get credit, and I'm not desperate if I'm if I want to <laughs> borrow three million rand, and I'm desperate if I uh, I think this is um, paradoxical, if if I can say yes. that. It's uh, and 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 look, I don't want to get into you know history and how things were judged, yeah, and who was looked at in terms of who would apply for what kind of finance. Yeah. Therefore, we'll term things like this, we'll call this group desperate, we'll call this group, oh no, they're looking for better interest. Yeah. But, yes, like any other system, there are loopholes in, mm. in, in mm. the way, um, you know, credit is, is, is issued. And I mean, I'm free to, to share an opinion because I don't speak on behalf of anyone. Anyway. I mean... You know, so you, you do then realize that when you look at when these decisions were made, yeah. they favored a few and they actually sort of uh, were an injustice to many. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, I mean, if you think about it, even a decision to say, if you don't have any sort of credit, we will not look at you mm. or your application like a home loan, for example, a big mm, purchase. Mm, yeah. It simply says for you to get that kind of debt, yeah. you need to have been in debt first. Somewhat. And, yeah. you know, uh, sure. And the, and the horrible thing about that is that people then go and collect all sorts of debt, mm, trying mm. to build a credit profile. Sure. And by the time they get to what they really need, mm. which is this home loan, yeah, they're declined or they're over-indebted mm. or there's just a lot happening in their lives. Yeah. And so those are the kind of rules that you sit and wonder. Mm. Who do these rules actually favor? Mm. What's the real intention mm. behind them? Do they even make sense? Yeah. So the, 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 the young 24-year-old fresh from varsity or from school, for example, who wants to one day buy a house or buy a car, um, is advised to be in debt first. So if he is to be careful and if you were to give some kind of guideline, what type of debt would they go sure. into mm. to create some kind of history, history and, yeah. and reputation as such so that when that time comes, they are eligible for, for a, lo- a loan of some sort? I'll give you a real example of me, mm-hmm. how I did mm. it. Okay. So I understood that that there's this rule and I need to have credit mm. to get credit. And I wanted to buy a car. Okay. Um, and so what I did was I went to a service provider, a cell phone service provider. Okay. And I took out a contract that was going to give me 75 rands worth of airtime, mm-hmm. and my installment was 61 rands. Oh, okay. Okay. And I serviced that 61 rand credit so well. Okay. For six months. Mm-hmm. Right. I paid it on time. Mm-hmm. I paid the full amount. Yeah. And I paid each and every month. Mm-hmm. And on month seven, I went to go and apply for the big purchase, knowing very well that I have a good credit score mm-hmm. because I've been a good girl as far as financial behavior is concerned. Mm. And what was my repayment? 61 rand. 
Mm. But couldn't there be a narrative that says, oh, yeah, of course, we can see you, you managed uh, your cell phone, cell phone account yeah. very well. It mm. was 61 rands. But how do we trust you with 3,000 rands or 4,000 rands mm. worth of debt monthly? So it's not necessary. They can trust me because I can afford it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. now they're Afford looking at the affordability. affordability. Yeah. Yeah. So having so a trustworthy face doesn't help at all, huh? <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> so affordability and the good credit record mm. would mm. come to play. Mm. Because remember, affordability alone doesn't really help you sure, if you true. don't have a good credit backing. Mm. Mm. That's how the credit rules are written. So uh, tell me, Given that scenario, um, so let's say maybe I'm making now a huge purchase. Um, um, instead of a car, maybe that's worth um, 150000 I'm going for a house of a million. Would, would it help the fact that I have um, um, an account which I was paying 61 rand? Trust me, it wasn't, firstly, it wasn't 150000 mm. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, it was a big purchase. Oh, okay. And secondly, remember, not just so. So, so the issue here is not them saying, "Oh, this installment was this much." It is the credit score that's saying good payment behavior. Tick. Mm. Secondly, affordability assessment. Tick. Okay. So the 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 sixty one rand is to say. Don't run around taking out all sorts of mm, mm, big loans mm. just because you're building a credit profile. You can do something small to show that you are trustworthy, but the real deal is that you know you can afford the repayment of 15,000 rands a month, mm. for example. Mm. All right. So what do we do now? Um, Salem, interest rates are rising like, crazy, I -hmm. want to make certain purchases. Do I stop buying anything on credit and I stop, I hope and I pray that maybe two years down the line or three years down the line or whenever interest rates are going to start coming down. I needed to buy a home, needed to buy a car, I needed to do whatever and interest rates are rising. Do I just sit back and say, I'm not economically active in that in that space, mm. uh, and I'm just going to wait uh, the interest rates out until they sort themselves out. How do you, how does what's your suggestion to to that? So it's not easy to preempt. Yeah. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But we do know that anything is possible. I mean, look at COVID. COVID really. Mm. Mm. shook up left, right, and center. And so you want to be in a position whereby, firstly, you look at what is it that I can be able to save for and buy cash. It is hard to save for a house. It is hard to save for a new car, Mm -hmm. depending also what kind of a car you are buying. Mm. But those two purchases, it is hard to save and gather cash to buy them cash. And so mine would be to say, try and rather not have the little things as credit, Mm. your personal loans, you know, your, your clothing account mm, mm. And, 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 and. And groceries from Woolies on my credit card? <laughs> oh, you know what? By the time you are paying that credit card, you even forgot whether you had fish or chicken. Mm. Sure. Mm. I strongly, strongly, strongly uh, discourage that kind of behavior. In fact, a credit card can be money that you set aside whereby you are saying, for me to do something that's going to bring me money, mm-hmm. instead of taking from my cash flow, yeah. let me use someone else's money, yeah. the bank's money. 
Oh, yeah. I still have cash flow, mm-hmm. and I can use this knowing very well that it's not for consumption, yeah. but it's actually for growth. Mm-hmm. So wise people who get into business, maybe you want to start a business in farming, you want to buy maybe this and that and the other, you can then say, to set my business up, I will use somebody else's money and keep the cash flow. Do you understand what I'm trying oh, no, to say? Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I was tempted to use a word expediency. Reggie? Expediency. Expediency, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing terms. Eh? No, absolutely, yeah. I, I slept in yeah. a dictionary last night. Oh, wow. So, so, so it's very important to... So, so, so get rid of the little things. Get yeah. rid of the little things that, you know, it's so tedious to pay. And when you really look at it, it's not necessary. Yeah. You know, keep the big things. Keep three big things and have cash flow, constant cash flow. That way you sort of deal with, you know, the emergencies of life, the, the uncertain interest rates. Um, have things that you can, you know, at a time of an emergency, can quickly sell, get money, and and, and live and and, and move on. But Mm. always have plans, always have plans. You see, the problem with us is that our plans with money is consumption. Those those are the biggest Mm. plans. Mm. Oh, listen, we can plan (laughs) on how to spend that money. Can we understand money as a tool? Mm. When it gets to you, it must work for you, for you. first, mm. give you a return first, mm. and then it can be used for okay. consumption. Sure. sure. And mm. and so you, you you know you 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 get a raise, a salary increase, or you get a new job whereby the salary jumps. Don't increase your, your expenses. Don't mm. your your lifestyle. We mm. we sort of want our lifestyles to be on par. With mm. where we are, yeah. our lifestyles to be in par, and we forget that the real racer or the real ones that are running the race and running it fast, mm. the interest rate, it's, the interest it's rate. inflation, mm. yeah. And, well, and 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 this thing knocks us out all the time. Sure. Well, would you agree uh, with this notion? Uh, that whenever you're considering buying um, a big item, for example, a motor vehicle or, or a property, uh, you should have in mind uh, six interest rate hikes at 1% per occasion. Mm. Um, that during the duration of your loan, you are likely to have to interest rates Rising mm. by six percent or seven percent. Would you ag- would you agree with that notion? I do because look at the length of the time yeah. of mm. paying off the vehicle. Number one. Sure. Mm. Number two, a lot of people are doing this horrible thing called residual mm. balloon payment, mm. oh, yeah. whereby you are being financed sixty yeah. percent of the finance, and then your last installment on year six is the 40%. Mm. And then before you know it, you are paying the car over 12 years. 12 years, mm. yeah. Teenager. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even like that car anymore. Sure. No, it's, it's, it's already it's bothered. Even, yeah, it's not even in a good condition. No, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I do because given the length, of time of the repayment. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's like buying um, clothes on on account. Uh, for example, shoes. For example, you mm. go and buy them. You pay them over six months. Uh, six months right. later, they yeah. are finished, and uh, yeah. you still continue to pay. Is it, is it same type let of? Let me tell you, mm. it's buying clothes, and six months later, they no longer fit because where now mm. food was life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but you're still yeah. paying. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I want to bring in another subject, um, Mr. Joe, mm. um, uh, before before we run out of time. Yeah. Blacklisting. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at the fact that um, I'm just checking statistically about 6.5 million 
Yeah. Uh, people are blacklisted in South Africa, you know. Yeah. So can one come out of that? Mm. And and is the term blacklisting the right yeah. uh, term to be used? Is it really blacklisting <laughs> for, for what that I phenomenon that we're talking about? Sure. Where you cannot obtain credit. Is it yeah. is it blacklisting? blacklisting? Is that the right is that the right term? I like the term because somebody has put a black mark on you to say, don't mm. touch this work. Mm. So I use that term. I know that the industry is trying to move away from the term. Yeah. They call it negative listing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. All right. Hey, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, look, it is what it is. But here's the thing. Nothing stays in the credit bureaus forever. Okay. Let's start there. And also, that number, by the way, is going down. It's a big number, Mm -hmm. but it's going down. I mean, two years ago, we had 10 million people that were negatively listed on the credit bureau. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I think it means also, if if you look at, um, we're in 2023, between 2019 and 2023, people didn't really take up much credit because Mm -hmm. they couldn't. They didn't want to. They were not sure what's going on. Is the world coming to an end? So people sort of, you know, some debts prescribed, you know, so some names were removed from the bureau. Mm. A lot just happened. And some people were just generally declined credit mm. because they just didn't qualify, their credit reports were bad, or they just didn't afford, whatever the case was. But now, nothing stays in the credit bureau forever. And there's two kinds of listings that I want to talk about, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Number one, there's what we called a default. Okay. Default listing is you had a closing account with such and such a shop. Mm-hmm. They've been sending you reminders when you haven't been paying, and eventually they send you what they call a section 129 letter that says to you, we are giving you 30 days to come and talk to us. Tell us what your problem is, come make mm-hmm. arrangements, make a payment, or tell us that you are seeking help in 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 in, in like in ways of their counseling, for example. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we are going to list you as a non payer in the credit bureau. That's okay. the first kind of So the, there's fair warning in there advance. There is fair warning. Okay. There definitely is. Yeah. And and what form? What, sorry to interrupt. You. In what form yeah. uh, th- does it come via email? Is it an SMS? Is it uh, via the post? How, how do they even know if I've received the fair warning? Just like a traffic fine. It is in the manner in which you chose to receive. It. Okay. You put that address there. Mm-hmm. You put that email address. Yeah. You put that um, that cell phone number. Yeah. So they will use that method because you have not gone back and said, I no longer live there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So they will then send it. Um, And and, 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 and by the way, if you don't get that notice and they still list you, that Mm -hmm. listing is unfair because Mm -hmm. procedurally Mm -hmm. it's unfair. Okay. Okay. So now they give you the small notice, you still ignore because we are masters of ignoring those kind of communications. Mm-hmm. They then blacklist you. It's called a default. Yeah. It stays on your name for one year. Mm-hmm. After one year, the display periods kick in. That listing no longer reflects on your profile. Okay. It, whether it is paid or not, Somebody else goes and does a credit check. They will not find it there. Mm. It's only the people that you owe that will that know. Will. Because in mm. that book, mm. they mm. still have They exist. Yeah. Doesn't this encourage bad behavior, though? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Look, it can encourage bad behavior, but I mean, how many people really know after? Mm. There's yeah. not enough financial literacy. Sure. But also, I mean, why would you want to punish me for life? Mm. For a two thousand rand debt, okay. just making an example. Yeah, mm. I hear the you. punishment will then not fit the offense. Yeah, 
Because I know people and that were, were, were listed for a doctor's bill mm-hmm. uh, where they went yeah. and did bloods at uh, some lab sure. and the yeah. bill was 92 rands and uh, they yeah. were listed for it. They were it. listed for it, yeah. Correct. And, and, and I mean, also, the economy would come to standstill if the credit bureaus would list you forever. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's like a J. There would be no, <laughs> yes, there'd be no movement. Yeah. So after a year, it comes off. If you want it to come off sooner than that, you make a you payment, make arrangement. you send okay. a paid-up letter, sure. and Bob's your uncle. Mm. The Kay. second kind, yeah? Yeah, listening. The second kind is called a judgment. Okay. This is now when the credit provider goes to court. And they usually do this for, 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 for big, mm. um, big amounts. debt, mm-hmm. generally. So, for example, your home loan. And, I mean, let me tell you, with the house, they don't waste time. I mean, mm. you won't hear somebody say, I've been eight months in arrears, mm. whatever the case may be. Month one already, they're here. Okay. They sure. are, like, here. Yeah. Mm. Now, if now you have a judgment listing, it will mean, first and foremost, that they went to court. Yeah. Okay. They will send you a notice to appear in court Mm. called summons. They'll probably give you like 10 days. Generally, they say 10 working days to come and appear in court. I strongly encourage people to go and appear in court Mm. because then you plead your case. You know, maybe in the duration of your credit cycle, you had triplets. Mm. And now your finances have shifted a little. Mm. Mm. And also what you had these triplets and one of, you know, both you and your partner were working at first. Mm. Now it's just you. Those mm. are the things that the magistrate wants to hear. Sure. Okay. So that and we can come to an agreement, an mm. arrangement. That mm. People generally think, yo, Moshe, listen. Yeah. People don't go to jail for that. For oh, they used to, hey? I know they used to. I know a guy who was locked up. Is it? For, for, yeah, for, for a judgment. Yes. <laughs> sure. yes. I know a guy <laughs> who was locked up. <laughs> that was around uh, 1981, 82, Was it not maybe because they had the money but still they didn't want to pay? <laughs> that doesn't make a difference. <laughs> still went to jail. <laughs> We're running out of time, Salem. Please, we want to hear these other two remaining. So so, 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 so that remains for five years, right? Yes. After five years, same rule applies, comes off automatically. Mm -hmm. Even if you listed for 400,000 rands and you haven't paid it after five years, Mm. it comes off automatically. If you want it removed sooner, you follow the same process of a paid-up letter. Just because they needed lawyers to get you in doesn't mean you need lawyers to get yourself out. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Paid-up letter is enough. Yeah. Take it to the credit bureau and it'll come off. Mm. The third one is what we call a sequestration. Oh, mm. sequestration, mm. yeah. Or mm. a bankruptcy. Yeah. That's where somebody declares themselves bankrupt or the credit provider declares them bankrupt. And I mean, when you go through that process, you're literally declaring yourself as a minor okay. in the eyes of the credit. Yeah. Mm. So we're um, talking, sorry, there's voluntary uh, sequestration mm-hmm. and there is a sequestration that, um, you know, the court uh, rules against against you. So it's voluntary. I just forgot yes. the, other, the other name. But yeah, you, you can volunteer yourself, but on the other hand, you you basically can be forced to, to be you sequestrated, be declared, yeah. declared insolvent, yeah. Yes, so, so, so that's, um, that's when the credit providers then go and apply yeah. so that they can have your assets sold yeah. in order to recover their money. Yeah. That's when they would then go and declare you insolvent mm. or you can go and apply. That also stays in the credit bureau for five years after five years, it used to be 10 years, mm. but um, with the new display rules, it now changed to five years. One can apply for a rehabilitation, mm-hmm. but the rehabilitation is generally looked at after two years of you being sequestrated. Mm. 
And all that happens is that notice of sequestration, that listing, Mm -hmm. changes from sequestration to rehabilitation. And at the time the rehabilitation is granted, it stays for five years. And after five years, it falls off your credit record. So nothing stays on your credit record forever, okay, even so, a sequestration. So that did not happen in Tswane a few months ago, hey? That mm-hmm. rehabilitation didn't happen. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also here's the thing, though. You don't really, really, really need to apply for rehabilitation unless it's going to do something significant in your life because mm-hmm. you are sequestrated for five years. Yeah. But mm-hmm. on year three, you then get a rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Then instead of you, after the two years, serving three more years, you're serving five more years. Mm-hmm. Essence, you're serving seven years. Because of rehabilitation, whoever looks at your credit provides mm-hmm. a credit profile can see that, oh, okay, so you were bankrupt. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true. This history you know, still so remains. Rather just... Mm. Sit it out for five years, sure. literally. Sure. Sit it out for five years, plan your finances differently. Mm. And, and who knows, maybe you may not want to get back into the credit system again. Sure. Time flies when we're having fun. It has truly been amazing. And I wish we can go on and on and on as yep. we learn from each other. Mr. Joe. Yep, absolutely. I've learned quite a few things. I feel we need to afford the space a bit more time. Sure. Next time True. we're going to invite our guest again to explore a lot more. I think yeah. we've only touched the surface. You know, mm. We can we True. can actually True. get a lot more mm. out of uh, Salem. Salem, thank you so very much for being a friend of the station. We really do appreciate your time. And um, yeah, thank you for honoring our invite. And we shall be speaking again sometime very soon. Thank you also for having me. I really, really enjoyed myself on the show. Beautiful. Awesome. That was Salem yeah. from the Debt Emancipation sure. Movement. Mm. The next coming show, Mind Your Business. Stay tuned and enjoy. God bless. You are listening to Hope Alive. Streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.